Darby cast Monday sports. It's going to be hard to follow up on last Monday's excellent sports edition, blood sport. It was like 40 minutes long and I didn't even mention Jean-Claude Van Damme and blood sport. Kind of impressive if you ask me, but I'm going to tell you something pretty powerful today. If you've been listening to this show consistently, you know, you have a feeling that I've wanted to talk about this for a long time. And so I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to talk about going back to the gym. That's right. It has been a long lockdown quarantine. And I got to tell you, I have been spending a little too much time at the house. Been working out here, been working here, and then trying to, uh, you know, engage in leisure activities. And it's just too much stuff all in the same space. Okay. It is. I miss the gym. I was a pretty avid gym goer before this whole uh, whodunit went down, the old COVID. And honestly, the jury's still out on it. Fouch, you know, Fauci. Allegedly, the leading scientist in the entire country who's supposed to have a handle on things and give pretty consistent messaging on the best way to tackle epidemiological disasters. Fauci Barino, I don't, I don't know uh, why he still has an inkling of credibility left. He's gone from polar extremes of policy recommendations in very little time. It's almost impressive if it weren't if it weren't so maddening, it'd be like kind of impressive. It's like, wow, you can change your mind at a moment's notice. Look at you go. You're adaptable, Fouch. Faucharuski, right? Don't wear masks. They're ineffective. Wear a mask or you're going to die. Actually, masks do nothing. Hi, the name's Dr. Fauci, here to stay. All right, Fouch. Take it easy. This is not a big deal at all. This whole coronavirus. Oh, wait, everybody's going to die. Oh, wait, it's not that bad. Oh, wait, it could be pretty bad. It's like, Fouch, stick to a single message for like three days. Okay. Because the rapidity at which you are mixing it up, discoing your advice, it's imploding your credibility. There's some people who are probably following Fouch and just feeling like they're getting pinballed all over the place. I don't know how anybody still follows this guy. He's supposed to be a world-class scientist. And it's like, Fouch, why don't you just, I would rather that you were starkly wrong, but consistent than for you to oscillate all over the place with your fucking theories and have them be wildly conflicting. And guy went toe to toe with Roger Goodell said, NFL season ain't happening. Watch. In a week, Fouch is going to be like, go Brady, go Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Gronk's back. I'm excited about that. He's going to say that in a press conference, mark my words. But I'm here to talk to you about sports of of a personal variety. It's called the gym. It's called self-improvement. It's called radical ownership of one's circumstances, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I know most of the Darby cast doctors are avid gym goers. They understand the mind-body connection and that 
without tending to everything in simultaneity that ultimately it's going to leave you weak and exposed, right? But there probably are a couple listeners who aren't big on the gym. And listen, there are a couple misconceptions about the gym. I have heard it from people. They're like, ah, not a big gym person. I'm afraid that there's just going to be so many sexy people there and they're just going to judge me. I'm going to tell you right now, if that's the kind of gym that you've signed up at, cancel the membership and file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau because that is crap business. Okay. Yeah. Each gym takes on its own distinct culture. There are gyms that are entirely conducive uh, to you getting yours and people being like, good to see you, Helga, you naughty German wench. It's a pleasure to see you again. You keep putting in the work and you're an inspiration to all of us. Yeah, there are gyms like that. And those are um, those high integrity gyms. Those uh, supportive gyms. Nothing better. Nothing better. And they say you got to be the change you want to see in the world. You know, when I was much younger, I saw a couple chads just high fiving people in the gym. And I'm like. You guys get it. Yeah. Nobody's coming in here because they're perfect. They're coming in here because they want to get better. There's no problem with a little encouragement. So if you're feeling like, oh man, these people are just going to be, they're just going to be judging the shit out of me. I'm going to tell you right now, your day one is not anybody else's day one. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what, most people you see in the gym, whether they're astonishingly chiseled or on their way to being in the best shape of their lives in one way or another. They didn't start out that way. Boy, did they not. Yeah. Most people don't show up at the gym because everything in their life is going awesome. Yeah. They come in a little bit broken physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And they say, I got to work on myself. I got to put in some time. No problems there. Right. But that is a common threat amongst all gym goers. And you're just seeing people, you know, you get in there and you're a first timer and you're like, whoa, why are all these people so dialed in? And it's like, because peace be the journey, cool runnings. That's why. Gotcha. I think that almost went without saying. So yeah, listen, gym vibes. If they aren't rock solid, get the fuck out of there. Get out of there. I'm going to tell you, as gyms open up, over the next couple of weeks, DarbyCast doctors, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to level with you. There's going to be some big units rolling into your gyms. Guys who for many years may have sported the nickname Big Tuna and they were just as thick as mashed potatoes. You know how that saying goes, Big Tuna, thick like potatoes. It's been around for years. So Tuna's going to pop into the gym, okay? And it's pretty easy to tell people who are new, kind of looking around and they're a little terrified and they're evaluating their surroundings, wondering how the fuck can I get out of here if all goes haywire? Yeah, that happens. You know, Tuna rolls in and he hits the front desk and there's some kid there named Dom 
who, you know, he's taking the summer off from playing D2 soccer. And he's just, you know, folding towels and trying to plow MILFs in his area because he's not on the internet. He's not hitting those clickbait things like find uh, MILFs in heat in your area. He's doing it by the books. He's working at a gym. And then Tuna rolls in and maybe this is day two for Tuna. Dom signed him up day prior. And, and Dom is like, hey, Tuna, good to see you. And Tuna's like, ha ha, hey, hey. And he's just a little bit rattled. And Dom's like, hey, well, what are you working out today? And Tuna's like, I honest, I have no idea. And then Dom, because he doesn't care about a whole lot, he's just like, well, enjoy your workout. And then Tuna comes in and says, ha ha, yeah, you too. And in that moment, in about one and a half seconds, when Tuna realizes that he just made a glaring conversation mistake, his head starts to droop, his spirits start to fade. He's hurting. Tuna, you as a Darby cast doctor, you better run the fuck over there. Grab Tuna and be like, all right, big guy, let's roll. Let's do this. And then afterwards, you and I, we're going to get a pokey bowl. There you go. That is being a good person. A lot of people are saying like, we need to be better people, but nobody says how to do it. Newsflash, that is industry standard textbook definition. Good person. You see somebody humiliate themselves by saying something, just really struggling through a conversation, which should be no more than a quick exchange of pleasantries. They just crash and burn. Tuna tries to say what's up and he ends up just falling on a grenade. Yeah. Yeah. You go pick that person up and you are immediately in my book. You're a great person. Okay. Yeah. That's the vibe of the gym. It should be right. People helping people to be better people. That's what, uh, you would call a master class teachers teaching teachers to be better teachers. You understand? You already knew that, right? So let's talk about the people at the gym because there are some pretty uniform archetypes that exist in every gym. I mean, the people's nicknames might vary from location to location. You know, at your gym, you might be rolling in there and be like, Oh, no way. Gray sweatpants fuckface is still here. Right? I think everybody's going to be pretty thrilled to see gray sweatpants fuckface. Killing the game. I'll tell you some, uh, some of these individuals that I'm looking forward to because they inspire me in one way or another. I've missed them immensely. Remember, the gym is, it is a big social outlet for me. And people are saying... You're one of those, huh? You're one of those uh, social people at the gym. Well, I'm not. I'm uh, headphones in, hit it hard, get the hell out of there. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but I am saying you're missing a great show and you're missing out on key interactions with people uh, who are unique, fantastic, and demand attention because of how dynamic and uh, motivating they are. So let's just dig in. 
First things first, let's talk about the guys under 5'4 who are built like bulldogs. Looks like they were created in a lab. Very short, stubby arms, but the thickness of tree trunks. There's going to be plenty of those guys there. And how excited, how excited are those guys going to be to just load up 415 on the bench, ask for a little bit of help off the rack, and then take the 415 two inches down to their chest with their little stubby arms and then explode it all the way back up. High five people and be like, yeah, 415. Sounds incredible. Sounds amazing. Who else is going to be there? Guaranteed. Nipple guy? You better believe nipple guy's going to be there. Who is nipple guy, you ask? Nipple guy has a tank top or a sleeveless cutoff that he has fashioned himself and decided to use those scissors to expose one or both nips at any given time. And I personally don't know uh, any of these uh, nipple guys. I don't think I've ever really talked to a nipple guy, but maybe I'll make that a point. I might just go straight up to a nipple guy and nipple guys like in his early to mid twenties, potentially on steroids. He might not take kindly to a little bit of investigatory journalism, but the show must go on. Right. The only question I only have one question is like, Hey, nipple guy, I know you're putting on a show right now, but who's it for? Right. Did you get trolled by some chick at one point or another who was ironically telling you, yeah, I think the most important part of male anatomy that will light a female's loins ablaze is uh, the male nipple. Did somebody, were you told that? I don't know if that's true, but maybe you're an insider. And everybody else is on the outside. I am willing to accept that. If I get enough correspondence from the DarbyCast female doctors, info at DarbyshireUSA.com, if they write in, I get like over 20 emails saying, yeah, go absolutely crazy for some hot dude nips. Then I'll stand corrected. But yeah, Nip Guy's going to be there hustling. He's going to have a, like a really B-side gallon jug. It's not like store brand. And it's got like some BCAAs in there. It's pink. And he's going hard. Yeah, no problems, Nipple Guy. I think we're going to see some babes. Full makeup. Babe, she's going to be there. Boy. How much of a struggle has this lockdown been for full makeup at the gym chick, right? Wearing her perfectly uh, picked out, her perfectly matching outfit, the Gymshark brand, possibly Lululemon, matching pattern up top and below. Everything's kept high and tight. Full makeup, don't sweat, glow. Feel like that's really bad for your skin, but these chicks are still going for it. And they, during this quarantine, I think a lot of these uh, full makeup chicks have been lacking attention from strangers. Okay. So be prepared for uh, on your inaugural trip back to the gym 
don't be surprised if you see a lot of these gals wearing colors that are a little bit on the lighter side, you know, maybe like a beige, a, uh, a peach color, maybe just uh, enamel white color. And so you're getting the full, the full display, right? They, I feel like they know. I feel like full makeup chick knows that she's putting on a show behind her, but then also might have the audacity to catch somebody looking and then be like, you disgust me. You're a creep. And it's like, hell yeah, Jody. Fight back. You get it. Full makeup chick. No problems there. What if you want to hit the basketball court? What if you're more of the sports type? Glad you asked. Yeah. You know who I miss on the, on the court is, uh, you know, the mid to late forties guy going through a pretty messy divorce who he plays way too hard, way too much hustle, way too much effort. And I bet you're thinking like, is that even possible? And I'm going to say, that's a good question. And I'm honestly going to have to think about that later. Too much hustle, but it's, it's maybe not too much hustle, but it's ill applied. You know what I mean? So you're on, you're on the fast break. You're playing full court five on five. You're cherry picking a little bit, kind of phoning it in. You got a wide open layup and you think you're maybe going to slap the backboard as you uh, just put it in for two. But right as you're about to release, you take a shoulder square uh, to the upper lumbar and collapse in a heap because Mark, uh, soon to be uh, divorced, just laid into you real hard and you get up and the first thing you do is you're like, Hey, what the fuck was that Mark? And, and then he doesn't even back down even though he's totally in the wrong. And he's like, no, fuck you, dude. Just trying to play hard, huh? And in that moment you realize like, boy, did this guy need to foul the shit out of me way more than I needed to make that layup. It's the only thing he can control in his life is pick up basketball during his lunch break. Guy's actually got a pretty decent three-point shot. The form is disgusting. It's like he was never uh, coached on anything athletic in his entire life, yet he can tap threes from anywhere. But when it comes to defense, Mark's going to foul the shit out of you. No easy buckets. I'm looking forward to seeing those, uh, those incredible individuals who are working through their messy divorces uh, through the therapy that is Pick up basketball. Yeah. Fantastic. What about recumbent bicycle guy who reads the newspaper? First off, where do you get a newspaper in today's day and age? And even more um, of a head scratcher is how did you in California get a copy of the Dallas Tribune? Recumbent bicycle guy, he reads out of state newspapers. He acts like it's not a big deal. And it's like, if I can ever get to your level of carefree skullduggery where I'm not even breaking a sweat, I'm just sitting down and wiggling my legs around and reading a very unimportant newspaper, I'll know that I'm, I don't know, I'll know something. Yeah, that's a big call out. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, that was a big fucking call out. You're not wrong. What about the raging alcoholics who do two hours of cardio? Listen, my cardio is, uh, is trash. 
I'm going to be honest with you. Most of my fitness is trash. I lucked out, right? I'll just, I'll make a big disclosure. I don't work out hard at all. I eat a lot of burritos and Chinese food and I don't work out very hard. Yet I'm still in cosmetically good shape. I look as though I'm in pretty decent shape. Visible abs. But am I in good shape? No. No, I'm not. Boy, would I be exposed if somebody was like, hey, I'll race you in a mile. And then I'll just, you know, I'll come up with an injury and be like, oh, yeah, sorry. It's just the plantar fasciitis. And Antonio Gates, San Diego Chargers a couple years ago. Big career. But then... The plantar fasciitis, you understand? Yeah. But back to cardio people, these alcoholics who are running so aggressively away from the night prior that it's just like, what did you do? Like, what happened last night, babe? What, it, what went down? You know, they're, uh, they're doing 40 minutes on stairs and, the, and an hour 20 on the tread and they just look, very depleted, but that's their vibe. They're pouring out all this sweat, all the toxins. And it's like, okay, all right, I see that. But speaking of sweating and pouring out toxins, can I direct your attention towards the gem of most gyms, which is the sauna? That's right. I miss the sauna, you know, as my methy blue raz pre-workout buzz is mellowing out. I've you know, on the rare occasion that I actually get a couple sets in, get the pump, and I cruise over to the old uh, sauna. And let's talk about the, let's talk about sauna people. Let's talk about sauna etiquette. A lot of you know, you know what's going on in the sauna. You've got a hierarchy of sauna leadership at the top. Obviously, guys who fought in the Korean War, guys named like Glenn and Lou and Stu. They wear very little. They wrap around the undersized gym edition, the gym issued towels that don't cover up a whole lot. They are in a co-ed sauna and that doesn't phase them at all. You know, if you happen to catch their junk, you get a peek at that. As far as they're concerned, that's on you. I don't know if they're wrong. I think that might be a, an accurate call. Yeah, they've been talked to repeatedly by gym management. Like, hey guys, you got to wear like swim trunks or, or shorts or even a Speedo would be better than what you're doing. You guys are spilling your sacks all over the place and it's really, uh, well, we're getting some complaints and it just doesn't phase them because it's like they fought in the Korean War and they've earned the right to, you know, let those uh, let those puppies just relax on some wood that has probably never been officially cleaned in the sauna. You know, yeah, you just rest your junk on some really sweat stained wood, and you enjoy your Sony Walkman original edition cassette players. These guys have cassette players; they do playing their pump up music, probably Sinatra, maybe some big band music. That's what Glenn gets hyped to. That's his walkout music. If you were a pro athlete, which you could make the argument that he is, 
with the levels of dedication that he presents to the people. You know, they've got this standard uh, over-the-ear stock Walkman headphones with the deteriorating black foam, very poor audio quality, but they're ripping it in there. Yeah. I think one of the best ways that I could uh, describe some sauna personalities is through my own personal experience. I go in there, right? And I'm feeling the tail end of the buzz. And I'm like, all right, time to bolt down the hatches for about 20 minutes, close my eyes and listen to some epic movie scores. Usually by John Williams. Great composer. Did a lot of serious movies. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Home Alone, Hook, which I'll get to. But yeah, I'm listening to other composers as well. Hans Zimmer, Ramin Jawadi. Ramin Jawadi uh, from Iran. He did the soundtrack to Game of Thrones. Everybody loves that one. Iron Man, not bad. Yeah, there's some great composers out there. My favorite soundtrack to listen to, to really get deep into the, the meditative portal, if we're being honest, Ender's Game soundtrack. Look that up. But on this particular instance that I'm going to describe to you, I was listening to the song Flight to Neverland by John Williams from the 1991 film Hook with Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, and Julia Roberts. Very great film. I have very few problems with that film. I do have like major bone to pick. Kyle, yeah, we've talked about this one. So the Lost Boys eat imaginary food. And there's one kid whose name is Thud, and he is super fat. How does one who eats imaginary food have childhood obesity? There's things we're not hearing, and childhood obesity is usually linked to an adult abuser. So, Thud, I'm going to need you to come forward. What the fuck was going on? But otherwise, the soundtrack to that movie, magical. So, I'm in there doing some deep breathing exercises as Glenn, Lou, and Stu are listening to their Sinatra pump up or their Sinatra relax, depending. They've got all the cassettes ready to go. Their sacks are all over the place, just nearly down to the floor. That's disgusting. Apologies for that imagery. It's, it, it is what it is, though. So the song on that soundtrack, on that score, Flight to Neverland, boy, that's a banger. That one is unreal. So when I play that song, I imagine that I'm going to my own personal Neverland. I don't cop out and go to the movie version of Neverland. Can you imagine being that much of a tired hack that you're like, oh, I've got this great imagination. Maybe I'll just go to a place that's been invented for me. Really disappointing if that's what people do. So yeah, I've got my own little uh, personal Neverland of sorts. There's a thriving population of bald eagles uh, that fly above and uh, keep watch. There are no pirates there because, again, it's just so unoriginal and, and played out, right? So unoriginal. But there are mer people there. And I don't really like when I'm doing my guided meditation, self-guided 
deep visualization, trying to engage all my senses in my mind's eye. And I see these mer people. You know what I think to myself? I'm like, honestly, I don't even want to talk to you guys. They're there, but like, I'm not like super close with them. And that's by choice. I don't care to get close with the mer people. So like, yeah, as I'm flying to my own personal Neverland, do they say what's up to me? And they're like, hey, it's good to see you. And then I just kind of look down. I'm like, hey, and then I just keep flying. That's yeah, that's it. That's our relationship. But how good does it sound to be in a toasty sauna sweating out the remnants of research chemicals that are in your pre-workout? And then you're just cruising 35 miles an hour over uh, white-capped blue seas. It's about 77 degrees outside. You're flying low to the water, dip your toes in. A massive humpback whale named Hank shows up. He's like, listen, you are so cool. And then you just take in that compliment. That's how I do it. I'm imagining, wow, the sun feels warm on my skin. That's not a stretch of the imagination because I'm in the sauna. Pretty easy to uh, bridge that gap. You know, I'm engaging all my senses. That's a sensory experience. That's meditation. That is going to your own personal island. While the soundtrack of one of the most cherished movies of many people's childhoods sweeps you deeper into a state of whimsy and bliss. Sounds pretty nice, right? You know, you're in there, these Korean war vets, you're in your own space. There's maybe a a gal in there who is just minding her own business, but she's been putting in the work. You give her a thumbs up, but no need for words. There's a serious, unwritten, uh, unspoken code of sauna etiquette and it's directly paralleled with uh decency in the real world if you're the kind of person who will hold a door who will say please and thank you who will look somebody in the eye and say you're a work of art you inspire me if you're the kind of person who would do all of those things you're probably hip to sauna etiquette unfortunately because those things are on the decline Outside of the sauna, inside of the sauna has been suffering. You know it. I know it. We've seen it. I'm in there and I'm just enjoying myself. You know, flying 35 miles an hour, crushing it, disrespecting the mer people by not really paying attention to them. They would love to hang out, but I'm like, ah, you guys suck. But it's all interrupted by. A single shrill phrase. Oh, hell yeah. And it's over. It's over. Why? Because now in the sauna, Katrina and Ashley, and it's a real B-side Ashley too. She spells her name A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And it's like, boy, did your parents really not want to have a kid, but to take it out on you in such a passive aggressive way? to name you a pretty nice name, but to misspell it like that? It's like, babe, go to City Hall. Get that sorted out. L-E-Y. That's it. You're going to be okay. So Katrina and Ashley, they're in there. And what are they talking about? 
Lord knows what. They're just flapping their gums. You're like, what are we doing this weekend? Should we go to brunch? And I'm going to tell you, next time you're in a sauna and anything remotely similar to this happens, I want you, rather than to look at the perps who are blowing up the space, I want you to look at one of the old guys and to see the mounting unbridled rage that they just want to unleash. You know they do. They've got a lot of restraint. They've got a lot of restraint, but they have their limits. So these gals, they pop into the sauna and they're spouting off saying, yeah, let's get brunch. I want to drink like 50 mimosas. And that was actually something that was uttered in the, in the sauna. This is a true story. And I hear that and I'm like, whoa, babe, that's like a pretty, that's an overshare. That's, uh, you just revealed a pretty big substance abuse issue to a lot of strangers. And I'm wondering if this is a uh, cry for help that you're just going to announce that you've been polluting your system with a lot of booze and you think that because you're smashing some overpriced uh, avocado toast that that makes it okay i will not co-sign on that kind of bullshit and neither will these old guys and two of the old guys when this happened they hear 50 mimosas they're just they're over it they've had enough normally they could spend six hours in the sauna but today after four minutes they are they're out they're out And they just, they leave and they make some weird old guy noises on their way out. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Just to express their disdain. They're not going to, they're not savages. They're not going to, you know, they've got it in their back pocket. If things really spiraled out that Lou could be like, Hey hon, why don't you can it? That would uh, be a situation that would escalate a lot. But I would probably be on the side of the old guy there and be like, they weren't following sauna silence, sauna etiquette. They were the ones who blew it. Lou was, he was in the right. He was totally in the right in that situation. But yeah, listen, this isn't the only time that a sauna session has been destroyed, obliterated by some young folks. It's not, it's not gals exclusively. I've been in the sauna when three bros came in and they were talking brunch in a way that they had just figured out some really important stuff. And maybe to them, it was that important. I don't know. Maybe my perception of important isn't aligned and that could be, that could be a, um, a shortcoming on my part. Maybe I just don't get it. But these guys came in and they were talking about brunch. And it's like, it's like, guys, you need to stop disrespecting the space. Because there's always old guys in there sitting on worn out boogie boards. There's sacks just flopping all over the place. Those tiny towels doing really nothing at all. And they're just owning it. Listen, if you fought in the Korean War, all those things, like that's, is that not why we fought? Those guys fought to chill. They fought so they could fill up their chillometer 
and all the rookies hearing this and be like, I thought it was a chillometer. It's a chillometer. And those guys fought to chill. When they were deep in the jungle, they were like, oh, I can't wait to come back stateside and enjoy some peace and quiet in the sauna for years to come. And it'll never change. Boy, were they wrong. They had no idea that there would be some kind of brunch fan club that had to pop off in the sauna. And it's like, listen, Ashley, Ashley, she's a bad friend, right? Because if any of your friends ever say, yeah, I want to drink 50 mimosas, you take them aside and you say, I don't think drowning yourself in liquor is a good call. And if they respond, it's a mimosa, it's sparkling wine. Then you say, Katrina, that's inconsequential. And then when she says, what? Be like, Katrina, I'm taking you home. We're getting out of here. And that's it. Ashley, go to City Hall, get your name spelled right, and then take care of your friend, okay? And then to the uh, Daydream Johnny uh, slash Bobby teenagers who are cruising into the sauna and uh, talking about Markiplier YouTube videos or whatever kids talk about these days. And be like, oh, you heard about Macklemore? You ever heard about, yeah, Macklemore and Apex Legends? You ever heard about that? And it's like, guys, pretty sure these conversations can wait. Pretty sure these can wait. But yeah, think about the other people you're missing. How about the aqua jogging classes where some sporty seniors on their silver sneakers memberships, they get in there and they have a blast as a group instructor who's not in the pool is standing over them and just kind of phoning it in because she's a pothead. She played two years of college water polo, but decided that smoking pot just made more sense. And then she became a aqua jogging instructor. Her name is probably Gina. What's that, Kyle? You knew a girl at UC Davis? where you went to college, named Gina, played water polo, dropped out, started smoking pot, now teaches exercise classes. You're lying. But I tell you what, you don't miss that? What about the other classes? What about Zumba? What about seeing that Colombian instructor who speaks very confusing English? Her enunciation is lazy at best. But it's, it plays so well contextually. Come on, everybody. We are doing big. And it's like, I caught a, a little bit of that. But she's feeling it. She's got this rocking body carved by passion. And it's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. The Zumba class? Look no further than the Zumba class to find the revival of American happiness. I know a lot of people are bummed out right now, but if you've been having a rough time, take yourself into a Zumba class because those people, they have it figured out. And if you're wondering right now, maybe you haven't heard of Zumba, you're like, what, what, what is it? And the only way I can describe it is like some pretty coordinated um, dance seizures and people love it. It's a great workout. And then you've got Araceli who's the Colombian dance liaison extraordinaire. She's wearing 
these sweatpants with one of the legs rolled up and it's like kind of a hip hop vibe, but it's also more Latin vibes to it. She can shimmy her shoulders and it's like, all right, Araceli, you are what we call in fuego. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just pivot real quick. How many of you are looking forward? And I don't care whether you are a guy or a gal for this question. How many of you are looking forward to just being in the presence of some of those spicy Latinas at the gym? You're there and then you just get caught off guard by this like very healthy, healthy hair. That's uh, that's the first sign of a spicy Latina. Just been using Pantene Pro-V for as long as she's been on the planet. Great shine. Incredible. If you haven't made hard eye contact with a spicy Latina at your gym, or maybe you're not a gym goer, and you're like, what would that really be like? You kind of have to live it to feel it. You know what I mean? Because you're going to feel some pretty powerful emotions where there's going to be some unspoken exchanges of the word C. She's going to say C and you're going to be like, yeah, C. That's a good show. Let's keep going. There's going to be 60-year-old Asian housewife who looks like she's 32. She and a couple of her friends, one of whom is a Caucasian lady who looks her age, but the Asian lady looks like she's in her early 30s. A time traveler. And I could get into a time, a gym time travel story in a big way. I don't know if I have time for it. Of course I do. I could do it, but we'll save it. Put a bookmark in that one. Remind me, Kyle, write it down, type it, sync it with the cloud. Kyle, well done. Kyle, you are so on top of it. Who else is going to be there? Who else is going to be there? Uh, triathlon chick? The chick who is, for whatever reason, deciding to just punish her body. And it's like, hey, why are you going so hard? Like, or have you been, did somebody tell you that this was a good call? And maybe they were just doing it because they wanted to push themselves. And it's like, I am not wired like you at all. People like you confuse me. People who would actively seek out such masochism and try to play it off as athletics. It's like, you are punishing yourself, Abby. But why? Yeah, that's a that's a big question. If you see a triathlon uh, person, guy or gal, go up to them and honestly be like, can you level with me? Can you be honest with me? Maybe be honest with yourself for the first time. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I think that's a fair question. Who else is going to be there? Really burly chicks? The really yoked ones who have taken it a little too far? Let me tell you, I know how much pressure there is on you gals out there, I know there's a lot of pressure to have this one body type. I know exactly what it is. You know what it is too. If I ask any gal, pull her off the street and say, hey, what's, um, what's like the perfect body type? If you could just magic wand it, boom, you're there right now. Tell you what, it's strong legs, huge, juicy caboose, butter knife, four pack on the abs where it's defined, but not like shredded, right? Toned arms, 
and carefree attitude. And that's part of the physique as well, is the attitude. You know it is, right? So you got gals who were on their way to that and they achieved it, right? But then for whatever reason, they're like, what if, but what if I kept pushing it? If I slapped on a couple, uh, couple more muscles, what if I got really yoked traps and rear delts? And I think in the same way that you want to have an honest conversation with newcomer uh, Jim Newbie Tuna and be like, listen, let me take you under my wing. Let me show you a thing or two. I think if you've been part of a strong gym community for a while and you see one of those gals who's taken it a little too far, the rear delts are really popping. You take her aside and be like, hey, babe, like, first off, let me buy you a Pokeball. Second, like, I liked you better when you had a little bit more, uh, you know, and that's just a gentle way of saying you looked pretty, um, you were at the top of your game. And sometimes we all push things a little too far, right? Awareness, recognition. I think that's a big piece of, uh, of that puzzle is being like, hey, listen, your back, your lats, they're humongous. And as cool as that is, you don't need them. I appreciate that you can do 30 dead hang pull-ups, but I don't understand how that's functional strength. Listen, you all, if you're a gym goer, you know some guys and gals who have trained for fitness competitions. And what a self-destructive thing to do to your mental health. Because I feel like the only way that that really shakes out well is if you win every competition that you go to. Because otherwise, you're just working your ass off, starving yourself, going all out just for some people to pro- like professionals to be like, you're just not good enough. Like that's got to destroy you, right? What's that about? Food for thought. Part-time hairstylist chick claims that she's got a pretty busy schedule, but it's like, Kelsey, you are at the gym for six hours a day. Yeah, that's the show. These are people that we've been missing. These people, even if you don't know them by name, you know them by a casual, sometimes condescending gym nickname. Usually it's playful. And it might have had to do with the article of clothing they were wearing the first time you had an encounter with them. Like, I remember the rug. Oh, the rug. First time he graced the gym with his presence. Yeah, this guy, elderly gentleman, probably in his 70s. He got out of the pool. He was wearing an American flag Speedo. And he walked barefoot in a Speedo, exclusively a Speedo, from one side of the gym where the pool was to the other side where his wife was. Tracked water. He didn't towel off at all. He tracked water the entire way there. And if that weren't impressive enough, this is how he got his nickname. Extreme amounts of body hair. Had a full sweater growing. What some might call a rug. So he became the rug. And it was just like, wow, cool guy. Patriot with that Speedo, American flag Speedo. Hero. Probably was in the Korean War. Probably earned that right. You don't pull a move like that. If you didn't 
show up in a big way in the Korean War. It just that's just not possible. It's not. Yeah, they're great people at the gym. I look forward to just going back and blowing up people's workouts, giving them the hand gesture, pull out your pull out a headphone, pull out a headphone, approach somebody and be like, "Hey, yank one of those out." And I bet you're thinking to yourself right now, "Oh, I've seen somebody do that and it's so annoying." But it's like, check this. Did that person ever give a highly specific and heartwarming compliment? Probably not. Wow, Barbara, it's so good to see you. After such a long time, quarantine was exceptionally long, but boy, are you an impressive specimen because you clearly started upping your index on the cardio. You look very lean, but it's not inappropriate. Barbara, you're an inspiration. It's good to see you. Talk with you later. Boom. And you walk away. Yeah. Now that's a different story. That's a whole different ball game. If you're giving compliments that are real, raw, authentic, specific, anybody will take a head, headphone out for that. Anybody will. If they know it's good for them. Can you really afford to miss out on? A compliment that amazing. But I tell you what, I'm looking forward to going back to the gym. I know you are too. We'll see our characters. We'll see Hammer Time, you know, that guy who wears the baggy pants, who kind of has an MC Hammer vibe going. Hammer Time. Who are the people at your gym with key nicknames? Who are they? Beside Catherine Zeta Jones, love her. No problems with B-side Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, there's real community in there and it's supportive. So if, you're, if you've been tap dancing on the indecisiveness of, well, should I check it out? Should I not? I feel like this should throw you into overdrive and be like, fuck it. It sounds like the gym is an amazing place with a bunch of delightful weirdos who, despite how ridiculous they sound, sounds like they're going pretty hard at trying to get a little bit better each day. I love that. Accountability, responsibility to oneself, right? That's huge. That's huge. That's a real community. That's a big time community. And you know, religiosity has declined in the US over the past couple decades. And I'm not going to force your hand and be like, you have to get back into a church because maybe the most meaningful step for you is just belonging to a group of like-minded people who are trying to do a little bit better each day, right? I think that that is the sole reason that it is such a transformative place because everybody goes in there and they've got a deep why. They've got a big story behind, you know, what could be at any given point in time, a very attractive body, right? And if you're a newbie, you go in there and you say, what's the deal with Chad? And it's like, whew, if you only knew, if you only knew, if you could walk a mile in Chad's shoes, you'd understand why he was such a positive force for change in the world by telling people that they were worth it and that they can do whatever they dream. Because 
There was a time in his life when he could have used a little boost like that, and now he understands. That's a good thing to say to people. Yeah, there's a lot of things that need to happen for people to feel good right now. But I'll tell you what, if you get the fuck off the internet for a little bit, you go out to the gym, you say to yourself, Fauci, your credibility is non-existent. I'm going to the gym. And he says, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. It's going to kill you. No, it's nothing. And it's like, Fauci, did somebody pour a soda on your circuit board? You nonsensical robot. What is going on with you, Fauci? Somebody take him in for repairs, right? Because we got to go to the gym. That's Darby Cast Monday Sports. Share this. The bigger the Darby Cast gets, the better. Because then we start helping more people. As doctors, we swore an oath. Go out there. Tell somebody today, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go up to somebody today and be like, hey, I just got my honorary doctorate. It was um, given to me because I'm um, I'm somebody who likes to help others. And then the person's going to be like, that's a powerful disclosure. Tell me more about what's going on in your life. And you say, well, I would like to share a podcast with you. And I'd also like to invite you to the gym. And if you'd be okay with it, I say we get a poke bowl afterwards. Listen, if that's not fixing our society, nothing will. We need to offer poke bowls to people. Go do that. Your homework this week is to proposition somebody for a Pokeball. Be like, hey, can I can I buy you a Pokeball? I'll let you pick all the fixings, all the trimmings on that Pokeball. But can I can I buy that one for you? See how it plays. Find some big piece of meat with the nickname Big Tuna and be like, Tuna, we're gonna turn you into a symbol of hope and you're going to be proud to take that shirt off and people are going to be like wait was that big tuna and he's going to be like i go by mackerel now i have good friends at the gym that's darby cast monday sports it's gonna be a big week